From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 319. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Away, and Blue Apron. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you? Hello. I'm very good. I feel like I am doing like a victory lap or something right now as I as I triumphantly return <laughs> to all of my shows. It's fun. Well, welcome back. This is called the Pen Attic Podcast. This is Wait, where we what? talk about all things. A podcast all things. about pens? No. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that a fake show that doesn't exist? <laughs> you know, it's definitely a multiple choice question. Mm-hmm. It's very possible it doesn't mm-hmm. exist uh, except in our minds. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're part of it for uh, three 319 episodes no, of it now. No, so. not 319. You've been a part well, of 319. I haven't. Yes. I just missed the last two. We'll just give you 300-ish. Yeah, sure. We can go with that. Maybe. Yeah, I've probably broken 300. Who knows? But I wanted to extend my thanks to Jesse and Les for filling in for me. Um, there is an Ask TPA question that we're probably going to get to later on in the show. So uh, th- that addresses kind of my feelings about those episodes. So I won't say too much right now. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that I wanted to thank both Jesse and Les for filling in. Brad, you did a great job, as always, as as interviewer Brad. And you even did the ads this time, which yeah. was a lot of fun to hear. So, like, I feel pretty good with interviewer Brad. I feel pretty mm-hmm. good with ad read, Brad. You know what I'm not in your category uh, with yet? Is the intro. Your intros are, like, really good. My intros, I have to, like, really think about them. Yours feel very natural. Natural. I'm, like, I like I'm scattered through the intro. So I'm listening to that your intro to this show and I'm practice. like uh, thousands yeah. and thousands of intros that I have yeah. committed to the annals of time. At this point. <laughs> yep. So Jesse and Les were awesome. Uh they uh made my life easy on these two weeks you were away, uh gallivanting and traipsing all over across the world. Yep. At, le- at least about halfway across the globe, I'm thinking, right? We went out to Paris, back to London. Then to San Francisco, then to Hawaii, then back to San Francisco, then to London. It was quite a trip. <laughs> and and how are you recovering from this? I, I can't imagine. Uh, my body is somewhere over the Atlantic Ocean right now, mm, yeah, but uh, I'm yeah. good. I'm happy to be here, genuinely. like As much as I didn't want to leave Hawaii, which I really mm. didn't want to leave Hawaii, it's the greatest right. place on the planet. Um. I was also, when when we were back in San Francisco, which is really good because we kind of had some time to adjust before going back mm-hmm. to real life, um, I was ready to come back to work. Like, yeah. I was missing it. Um, I was ready to get back in front of the microphone again because I do love what I do. So uh, I was really, I genuinely was like, okay, I need to, I have some stuff I need to say. And, and I have and Indiana's bored of listening to me, so someone else needs to. Yeah, <laughs> and it feels good to get back into the routine. Like I have that challenge. Like when I get out of my routine, like I'm good for a little bit, and then there comes a point where I start having to like scratch that itch. Like mm-hmm. I need to go back and do the things that I do. Mm-hmm. So like I'm good with this break. Now it's time for me to focus on what I need to do again. So good, glad, glad to have you back. Um, did you have? any uh stationary tales to tell from your honeymoon i'm get my guess would be no but i always have to ask you these questions when you go away for a while it's like what did you do with your pens and paper while you were away so not particularly when i was in paris i was uh with friend of the show tiffany Almond, and we Mm -hmm. we like kind of scouted out a couple of little stores that we were walking around and and you know it it was stuff that i've seen mostly before but we did go into this one store that looked like it was mostly a bookstore but it was selling the y studio pens which I was really surprised to see. I like was like, huh, okay. And they had the desk pen and the one that you hang around your neck. <laughs> a belt loop, but you know, we'll go with neck. Yeah, I always thought that that went around the neck. <laughs> no. Doesn't it have not, like a lanyard or something? It, it does, but it's short. It's not a chain pen. It's a, oh. it's, it's a belt, theoretically a belt loop pen. <laughs> I always thought that that was because it's got like the little hole in the top, right? It does. It so does. I always thought that people hung those around their necks. But that I makes think it'd be more a little large and weighty. That makes more sense to me than hanging it on your belt. Mm. I feel like hanging yes. a pen on the belt is a really bad idea because it'd be banging against your leg all the time. And it would, it go- would drive me insane. Yeah, I, I feel like you'd have more control of it around your neck and you'd also strengthen your neck muscles. <laughs> you would on these brass pins. But uh, yeah, and then um, just the other thing was I was just really disappointed in myself because I really intended to take my Canalea pens to Hawaii. Mm. 
um, especially because we stayed right underneath Haleakala, mm-hmm. uh, and I was, and we saw lots of sunsets in Haleakala, <sighs> and I can attest that the colors, the yellows and the pinks and the grays and the blacks that are in the Haleakala sunset, uh, are accurate because we <laughs> saw a lot of those. Um, there were a lot of oranges and pinks as well. Um, but it just depended on where you looked and what the time was. Mm-hmm. I forgot to take them. I was very disappointed in myself, Brad. Very, very disappointed. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. Uh, I'm sure Hugh and Carol will share, share their disappointment with me when I yep. see them this week. Uh, and if they don't, I will make sure to throw you under the bus. So I posted one picture that was a sunset picture. Uh, so mm-hmm. you can kind of get an idea. I put it on my Instagram. The best mm-hmm. comment, the very, very best comment came from Jonathan Brooks. And he mm-hmm. just said, how inspirational, which I liked <laughs> very much, very, very much. Um, but uh, yeah, so whilst I haven't got any pictures to share of my pens with the scenes that I was seeing there, mm-hmm. uh, what I will say, um, just to, to try and make up for it, is the the, the work that everybody is doing over at uh, Canalea Pens, Mm-hmm. They are doing an incredible job at recreating the beautiful scenes of Hawaii. So mm-hmm. uh, you can rest mm-hmm. assured we'll that when one you later pick one of those pens up, and we are going to talk about one later on, uh, but you can rest assured that you are getting something that looks accurate in color. And again, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, that's that's still beyond my comprehension. Mm-hmm. So being gone for two weeks, you had the opportunity to get a backlog of things we needed to talk about. And to be honest, this first topic I had already forgotten about because I just assumed it was over, but it turns out it's not. So why don't you fill us in on the the, the great podcast uh, thread of the Lamy orange ink cartridges. What's what's going on now? I thought we had 10 boxes coming, but we don't. The long story of the Lamy orange cartridges, right, which we found, believed them to be a weird orange ink, I ended up finding a store that seemed to sell them. We got a box. The box that we had looked like it was not the copper orange, but a different orange. So then uh, I was supposed to give some of these to Brad, but ended up ruining two of the cartridges because I'm an idiot. (laughs) Uh, And then I ordered 10 boxes from the company that I'd found that was selling them. When I came home, I was expecting to find those. They did not arrive. So I emailed the company and said, hey, can you give me an update? on this on this order they emailed me back to say that they had accidentally sent these cartridges to a different person mm. and because this is a what they called limited edition ink they were not sure that they could get any more and that they would have to contact lami and let me know then lami told them i got another email lami told them that they have no more cartridges of this color and they're issuing a refund to me yeah, because these were never for sale to begin with, and this is what I expected the first time. I almost didn't expect the one box to show up the first time, and then they did. I was like, huh, so they must have had a, had a stash of these, and then you broke them and forced them to lie to you to cover their bahonkuses, and uh, yeah, the end. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> no. re- I don't know what really went on there, but I came to the same conclusion that you did. So, yeah, I don't expect that we'll see much more of these anymore until Lamy just comes out with an orange themselves. This isn't, uh, we discovered what this was like 10 years old type of not for sale promo type of stuff. So we'll see. Maybe we'll get some interesting colors in the future. And uh, I hope that orange is one of them because this is a nice bright orange. It'd be cool to have. Yeah, uh, I will hold on to the like two cartridges that i have left and mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you can have them yeah one day so one day right uh maybe this fall mm-hmm. this fall you mm-hmm. can bring them to me uh i should probably work on that part of the uh kickstarter shouldn't i the toronto new york city yeah i would love to know the travel plans <laughs> after dc we'll do sure. that i know we'll do it sure and you know. know how i, I you know. know how i roll look the dc you pen show which we are going to talk about a little later on today is the biggest pen show of your year. I understand that, that things it have is. to take a little bit of precedence to that, and I know that you're a very efficient man, and as soon as you come back from that trip, everything will be planned out to the second. I know that. Yes, I'd say that's that's reasonably accurate. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will go along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, on my trip, 
Will I be taking a Peak Design travel backpack? You wish, because buddy. You put this, you put this in, in in the document, and I'm wondering why. Like this was kind of random. Like we talk about bags and backpacks all the time, and we both love a good a good backpack. Then you drop this in on me. Um, do you have one of these or something? Do you are no, you backing no. this? What's going on here? Well, I have the, um, the two peak- million dollars. Yes. Good lord. Yeah, and it's it's only been up for like three days. Uh, so I have the Peak Design Everyday Backpack, which is their, like, camera bag, right? I think we've spoken about mm-hmm. this. I'm sure we've spoken yes. about this. Because we have. I kind of moved away from my Tom Bin and went to the Everyday Backpack. And I absolutely mm-hmm. love this bag. Um, I know people that love it. I know people that tolerate it. I know people that don't like it. But I am in the I love this bag. Uh, it is the best travel bag I have personally owned. But the thing is, this bag is actually a camera bag, right? right. It is a so is the original. Yeah, I, it is an ev- it is a backpack to be used for everyday stuff for photographers. It, like it was built by photographers for photographers in mind, right? Like so, there's mm-hmm. a lot of features to it which are photography focused, and I kind of like hack it to my own requirements and needs, right? Right now, they knew that a bunch of people were using their bag for travel. So they have made a travel bag. That's what this Kickstarter is for. And it is a pretty huge backpack. It's a 45-liter backpack. Right. But the, the, the everyday that I have, they do a 20 and a 30-liter. And I have the 20-liter. The 30-liter is huge, but the actual right. physical dimensions of the uh, backpack that they're making, the new one, is not that much bigger than my 20. Like, it's, it's, it's... So, like, it's just with the way that they've built the system and it's got, like, it can be expanded and stuff like that, but in kind of, like, the regular non-expanded, it's not that much bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've created a bunch of, like, pouches and cubes and stuff that all look pretty mm-hmm. good. Now, I'll tell you the reason that I backed this. Their Their bag, their everyday bag is full of little touches that I've never seen on any other bag. Like, they seem to go to quite a length to invent little things, right? Like, mm-hmm. they have that magnetic latch at the front, which I love, and they have these little security things for the zips, and they have this, like, system that goes in the middle. Like, they, they everything's accessed from the side, right? Like... All these little details that are that seem to be pretty unique for me, or at least um, they execute them in a unique way, like a, a kind of mm. a different way. So I really, really like this bag a lot, and I am super keen to see what a actual travel system from them could look like. So I have backed it. It is expensive. I mean, the reason that they have made two $2 million so far is that kind of to get the bag is two hundred and thirty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Like gotcha. and then I mean I've gone in all in on like a four hundred dollar pledge, which comes with packing cubes and a tech pouch and a wash pouch and a shoe pouch and a rain cover. Because right. I don't want all of those things, but I do want like half of those things. So <laughs> I figured that I would I would just go in for it. So this is just a company that I think is super interesting and they're doing Kickstarter really well. Like this is like their third or fourth bag that they put on Kickstarter. You know, it's like one of those things where like this is how they launch their products now. Right. You know, like they're just kind of this is what they do. Um yeah. and I think that it is really interesting. I think so I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty keen to see what this is going to look like. Like this bag is bigger than my bag um in a in a kind of in a way that I don't know how I'll feel but I'm pretty excited about this cuz I like what this company does. So that's that's kind of that's why I wanted to put it in there. I felt like it fit with this show pretty well because it's Kickstarter and it's bags. Um, well, and, and you'll probably use the heck out of this as much as you're moving around, you know, going different places. Well, this but, is it, right? Yeah. Like, and, and I don't, I mean, I don't see myself as a single bag travel bag person. Um, right. You know, like, I'm not going to start necessarily going on, like, weekend trips and putting everything in a backpack. Like, I actually prefer bags with wheels for that, like, for clothes and toiletries and stuff. Like, I like to check. I always check. 
Like, I check carry-on-sized bags because I don't like to have to go through the whole, like, you've got to get this toiletry in this size and, like, I don't hmm. like to make those kind of weird trade-offs when, because I'm always flying transatlantic mostly, I always get an included check bag, right? Like, every airline right. that I fly with, you get at least one bag that you can check for free. So I just do it, right? And, you know, whatever. Like, it's just something that I've I've always done this. So I'm not like a single bag travel person, but I do tend to carry just a lot of stuff in my carry-on bag. You know, I'm bringing right. my computers, I'm bringing pens and paper, I'm bringing my Nintendo Switch. I'm, you know, like I've, I tend to have quite a lot of stuff anyway. So yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe Maybe I have this thing, I use it for a bit, don't like it, and sell it, right? But I actually do think I'm... I'm going to like this bag because I like their products. So there you go. And and they've got an estimated delivery by the end of the year, which, you know, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that they'll be able to do. I mean, this doesn't surprise me, though, because no, this company, like all the materials, like the base materials that they're using, they use all these materials, right? Like they know how to work with it all. Like this is purely just, I would expect, we need to get the product out there. Um, and, and so they're going to, you know, they're going to do that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's cool that they're getting it done by the end of the year. I that's that's what they're that. saying. You never know, right? Like you never oh, know. Oh sure, 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 sure. Uh, but that that just yet. Yeah, I have faith in them because they're a pretty established company at this point. They should know what they're doing, right? So like when they tell me by the end of the year, I'm I'm expecting that, right? Because I'm looking at this and I'm like, you don't need to, you don't need to kickstart to this, right? Like you could sell this on your own, most likely, right? But this is a choice that they're making. But I, I don't necessarily think it's because they need to buy a machine that they don't own, right? Like, I don't think it's like that. This is a pre-order system. So mm. I have faith that they'll be able to deliver it on time. Yeah, so with Peak, I'm always impressed with their designs and their build and their quality. But I discovered I'm not a modular bag mm -hmm. system guy. With When I ordered the Boundary Prima, everyone uh, was asking me about that. And it, I, I received it and I kept calling it like a feat of engineering, right? That's what these peak design bags are, but mm -hmm. I couldn't use it. Like it was too big and too modular and too much, too much going on. The only peak I've seen that I would consider carrying, which uh, Mike Ink Dependence just mentioned in the chat room, he has, I see him carry around his peak messenger. It looks really nice. So maybe, maybe one of these days I'll, I'll look at that, but uh, the peaks and the boundaries with all the, uh, the, the innards are, are not for me. And I know you don't have to use them, but it also kind of defeats the purpose if you're not using the things that they're designed for. So, yeah. But I continue to watch them because they're doing really good things in a really nice way. So I'll be interested to see what you think about this bag. 45 is huge. I have a 48 uh, Tom Ben Aeronaut, which is closer to a duffel, but has mm -hmm. backpack straps. Um, it's huge, but I can get like five, six days of clothes in there. Easy. It'd yeah. Like it's one bag travel for me. That is, it's bigger than I would typically want a bag to be. Um, but that is like mm -hmm. the maximum size. It's normal state is 35, right. which still might be too big for me. Uh, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I got another Kickstarter project to talk about, but let's talk about one of our good friends first. That's a good idea. Today's episode is brought to you in part by our friends over at Blue Apron. Experience the joy of summer with some of Blue Apron's favorite grilling recipes. We're talking about seared chicken and tangy barbecue sauce and juicy cheeseburgers with spicy slaw. Doesn't that sound incredible? Man, yeah. I'm... I'm I need, I, need some, I need some of this food right now. With chef-designed <laughs> recipes and ingredients delivered right to your door, Blue Apron makes dinner quick, easy, and insanely tasty. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients for step-by-step -step recipes right to your door. Each meal can be cooked in under 45 minutes, and they offer 12 new recipes every week, which you can choose from. You can get two, three, or four recipes based on what best fits your schedule, and you can count on Blue Apron for the best ingredients and meat with no added hormones. The Blue Apron menu changes every single week based on what's in season. You can cook recipes like chicken piccata meatballs with tomatoes and orzo, or what about sweet and spicy beef stuff? Uh, fry with zucchini, peppers, and peanuts. 
Man, Blue Apron, what a great service. Like, to be able to get your stuff all delivered straight to your door and with great recipe cards so you can make those ingredients and make turn them into an incredible meal, that is a fantastic thing to be able to do. Um, it's great because it can help teach you some cooking skills. So if you're anything like me, you may not have been much of a, a chef in the past or a home cook in the past, but trust me, you are going to learn some of these skills with Blue Apron because you're just following their recipes, right? You think, oh, this is easy. I'm just following along and doing what they recommend but little do you know that in the background you are learning some skills you're learning some recipes that will help you with further stuff that you cook with blue apron but then just some of the other stuff that you cook at home as well and you get those recipe cards those recipe cards are yours to keep right you can just buy some of the ingredients and remake the stuff if you want to it's awesome enjoy cooking and eating this summer with blue aprons quick and easy recipe options check out this week's menu and get three meals for free with free shipping at blueapron.com slash penaddict that is blueapron.com slash penaddict to get your first three meals for free with free shipping blue apron a better way to cook so you mentioned that Peak, this was like their third project, and they're over like $2 million. Well, in our neck of the woods, our good friends at Big Eye Design just launched their 24th <laughs> Kickstarter project. How is that project. a thing? How, I, how I, is that a thing, man? <laughs> I, did, I didn't realize that. I mean, I know I've been friends with Chadwick and Joe for a long time. I didn't realize it was 24 projects worth. And, and not everything's pinned, so like, you know, we may not all see everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the latest one is a pen. It's the TI Click EDC. And this is taking the TI Arto, which was like the big, the larger, fits all the refills type of pen, and squishing it down into a smaller size and adding a knock and making it, it doesn't fit the 200 plus refills, but it fits like 100 refills, you know, the way they built this pen. Um, everyone's pretty excited about this. It did, it's already at 132000 dollars after i think it just launched monday or it, it launched just like a few days ago i'm a backer um i'm definitely getting one of these i haven't had one to test out yet but uh i'll drive up to chadwick's house here you know maybe in, when i get back from dc and uh and stalk him and and knock him out when he leaves the house and steal the one out of his pocket so uh, he doesn't live too far away from me now so i'll have to go uh i'll have to go hit him up and uh find this but i love what they do um and they are consistently great like they have this down to a science obviously with this many projects under their belt so i just wanted to mention that that uh it's a company i love making a product i like uh i'm all in yeah it looks uh, it looks really cool like this isn't a pen for me personally right um but i'm very confident that it will be made incredibly well because i have i have one of their pens and i don't remember the name of it um is it the one with the magnetic cap Oh, man, I have no idea. I don't think they've done a magnetic cap one, but like I said, this hmm. is their 24th campaign. I could okay. be doing something. I might, be, I might have a different <laughs> one of those, but I'm thinking of something else. But the, these guys, they really know what they're doing. Like, you're going to get a great thing, and they've done fantastic. They've made, how much is this? It says it in pounds to me, $132,000 on this. So bravo, gentlemen, yep. bravo indeed. Yep, yep. So what do you think about the system pencil? Like, I'm changing a hard, hard turn here. Mm-hmm. Um into one of the best retro 51 pens we have ever seen i think that mm-hmm. that feeling is mutual between the it's best my fa- of us. it's my favorite uh, i think so i think it's my now. favorite yeah, the system and by my back two deck uh is my favorite retro 51 design so he dropped a pencil on you now what are you yeah. gonna do I th- i'm thinking about it still um yeah I'm i out. want it uh, okay uh my the the reason that I'm on the fence about it is because I just don't use mechanical pencils very much, um, mm-hmm. and I, the, I'm not. I have a Retro Fifty One mechanical pencil, and I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't love it, and I don't choose it over my Rotring. So that's the that's the reason that I haven't bought this yet. But if you do want a mechanical pencil version for whatever reason. You can now get your hands on it, and it's going to look incredible. I, I really like the black eraser on the end. Yeah. That's the thing that's like, ah, that's what's really getting me because I think that looks so good. But it's there if you want it. Um, and I think it, it, um, their mechanism is kind of interesting because it's it twists like the tornado, so you kind of twist it out and twist it back. It's it's an mm-hmm. interesting mechanism. I think it works pretty well because yeah. it's not clicky. Because that would be such a shame. Because that you know the twist is part of what makes the tornado so great. Um, probably right. where the name comes from. Yeah, probably. I've just realized that. 
Maybe. Wow, mind blown. Uh, that's probably yeah. where the name All comes right. from because you twist it. That'll, that'll uh, deserve an email now. I'll have to email him or, yeah. or tweet him or check something. Check that. Someone check so that if for me. Not all pens deserve a pencil component. This is one that's a perfect setup, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, people that, you know, not a lot of people buy like the combo, the pen and pencil combo sets because they're not always like the, you don't always want both of them. I have a feeling that a lot of people will pick this one up. It's like, this is kind of like the perfect pen and pencil combo to, to add those both. It's have a both system of the available. system. Right. <laughs> so like, you know, I have never considered doing like a combo set because I don't know. I haven't I haven't thought of what would work as both writing instruments. Like I don't like I could make, you know, the pencil all day long, but is it like a good set for someone to buy? I don't think so, but like the system is. Like that feels like the right one to do like the pencil set for. And it look it and it looks awesome. So I might sit here and talk myself into it, which I really don't need it. Well, at least you'll have somewhere to put it, though, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, what do you mean, Mike? You have a new product of your own. Uh, I actually saw this uh, in Atlanta. You showed me this when yeah. I went back to the workshop. It is the Nokko pencil pouch, which is one of the most inventive visual designs that the two of you have put out because everything is colored like like a yellow pencil, right, with the pink eraser. Um, but this is a longer case, which is intended to hold woodcase pencils, right? Right, yeah. So we made we always wanted to make just like a pencil pouch, and we decided if we're going to make a pencil pouch, we have the material ability to make it look like a pencil. You know, that's not necessarily an original idea. I'm sure there's lots of pencil pouches out there, but we did it in our style with, you know, our fabrics and our materials. And we did a little bit of a tweak on the knock logo, put a pencil on the crossbar at Mm -hmm. the bottom. Um, I just, I, I know it's my stuff, but I love how this turned out. It looks really fun. I love it. The yellow bag for the pencil barrel, the pink, zipper for the eraser and the graphite handle pull uh for the the lead component uh i thought it just worked and we were when jeff and i put this together earlier this year we're like yep that's it like this is the one so we we did it (laughs) so but this is a nice simple traditional pen pouch right when you think of a or pencil pouch when you think of a pencil pouch this is what it is just an open bag envelope style you know size wise rectangular zip across the top and that's it it's super simple uh it's very inexpensive 15 bucks like you know this uh you know it doesn't have like all the bells and whistles of a sinclair or a seed case but that's not what it's for it's for smaller stuff accessories um and it looks cool i'm not gonna lie it looks cool as heck yeah you knocked out of the park with that design like thank you it well it it really it's not very very simple but it screams what it's supposed to be yeah it's very good it looks very good well, and it feels like us, like we, we just, we make things that we like and you know, this, this turned out really good. This puts a smile on our face. So we're, we're glad to have it. Talking of knockout designs. <laughs> this is on a different level here. Mm. So this is where you drop the ball on your trip. I, I picked you up a little bit because I, my review of the Kenalea Hanama Bay fountain pen came out last week which I'd been meaning to do it for months since we got it in Atlanta. And I I don't know. I really love this pen. It's been inked up since I got it. It's my mm-hmm. favorite design that they have. I'm almost like, should I sell my other one? Because I'm going to use this one every time I want to use a Canalea pen. And uh, it's like, no, I kind of like the orange one too. <laughs> so yeah, these materials and designs and the way these pens feel and write are just nice. They're really nice. Um, it's like, I can't put it down. I can't stop staring at it. It's one of those pens where you just hold it in your hand, even if you're not writing with it. Like if you're using it and writing and then you stop writing, you'll just hold it and look at it because it's so neat looking. Um, I really enjoy it. And it turns out I made a mistake in the story. Yeah. You, you, I mentioned many times during this, uh, review and it's, it actually isn't even really a typical review, which I actually kind of yeah. really like. You don't really talk about the pen itself mm. very much. Like you don't really, it's like, Oh, it writes like this and it's weighted like this. And the nib is like this. Cause with a Canalea, that's mostly unimportant. 
Like, right. Really, you, you're buying these pens because of how they look, and you find one that looks good for you. And as you said, and I like the way you closed it, right? We tell your own story with it, and that's what you did. You told a small selection of stories about mm-hmm. kind of getting this pen and then just kind of layer pens in general because it helps kind of illustrate the idea that these pens are just beautiful objects that perform perfectly well right like right that they, they don't blow you out away with a certain mechanism or whatever they're just they're nice and simple in the structure like the actual like, what, like the shape the shape or the build and the build the build because they they don't want to i believe that the reason for this is they don't want to distract from the material because right. the material sells these pens you know these right. literally picture perfect designs that they put out, and the uh, Hanuma Bay has some stuff that's interesting, right? Like the 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 section has a transparent part, mm-hmm. like a demonstrator part that runs through. I think that's present in all of them. At least it has been in all the ones that I've seen. Um, yeah. That there is a clear, like a, a predominantly clear element that runs through it somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. There's a right. bunch of glitter. Um, you know, like shine and loads of different colors. It really is just a stunning design. But yeah, one of the stories you told, you said that at the 2017 Atlanta show, uh, I wanted to get to the floor early to get the Haleakala silhouette. That was in uh, DC. Was it? Okay. Yeah. So DC the Haleakala be was the DC launch pen. Gotcha. So in 2017, uh, the in, will be at this show. So I, it I should was Atlanta that. 2017 or 2016 when I did the same thing, but for my first one. Gotcha. You remember, right? Like I was waiting yep. for them to open up and then just went and picked it. But yes, that was the one where uh, the pen that I ended up choosing was the one that was featured in Pen World. <laughs> <laughs> that cracked me up to no end when you uh-huh. told me that. I was like, oh, that's just perfect. Of course, Mike picked that one out. And now he's got that story to tell, which I thought was funny. And I still believe personally that uh, Hugh and Carol probably wanted to keep that one, but just sold it to me to be nice. <laughs> well, they had it out. You picked it out. I know, but it's like one of the things where it's like, oh, didn't mean to put that one out. Right. Like that's kind of how I've always imagined that story going. Um, <laughs> you keep telling yourself that. But yeah, look, these, like, there's just. With these pens, there's just like when reviewing them, there's not really much point in getting into the nitty gritty with it because right they're like you have to see them to believe them right, which is a big thing. I mean, you can buy them online, and if you really want one, if you don't have the opportunity to get to a pen show, then yeah, buy them online. But if you do have the opportunity to get to a pen show in maybe like a month, and you know Canale is going to be there, wait, go and pick one out because. You, the designs of these things are so wonderful and literally every single one is unique that there's kind of something special that can't be described with that, with a list of specs. It's, it's yep. pretty great. Yep, it's pretty great. Speaking of pretty great, Mike, talk to me about my friends at Pen Chalet. Oh, let me do that. So our friends are over at Pen Chalet sell everything you're looking for. They sell rollables, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils. They have refills and pen cases and pen holders and converters and so much more. From big to small, from all of your favorite brands, Pen Chalet have got it all, and they're an authorized dealer of all of their products. They offer fast and reliable customer service. They do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the U.S., and they sell internationally as well and have great shipping rates for that pen chalet always work to have the best prices available and they very frequently have deals and discounts that are just available for everybody as well as the special stuff that we do pen chalet has low prices and high quality pens and they offer a 100 satisfaction guarantee so go to penchalet.com that's p-e-n-c-h-a-l-e-t.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website enter the password pen addict and you'll get your hands on this week's special offer and the code that you need to save 10% on anything you buy at Pen Chalet. You don't need to just buy what's on the page. You can take the code there and spend that, use that code to get 10% off of anything. Um, but this week's special offer, Ron told me, I have a selection of stuff, big and small, uh, at many different prices. Uh, tell people to go and look at it because it's too many things and there's some stuff you can't <laughs> talk about price-wise. So... I understand there's a lot of things over at Pen Chalet that are available it's, for Pen Addict listeners right now. I haven't made it to the bottom of the page yet. There and you I go. Usually, I usually can, right? So it looks like Ron's going through like uh, an annual uh, 
annual sale, just mm-hmm. like, you know, getting cleaning, cycling through the stock and getting deals on things he needs to move, which there's some pretty awesome pins in here. Like I said, there's normally like six or seven or eight things and I'll hit the bottom of the page. This one takes a lot of scrolling mm-hmm. <laughs> to get to the bottom. So you need to check it out. There's Aurora's in here, Viscontis in here, um, Platinum's in here. Conklin, there's Paniter, Pilot stuff. There's there's pancakes in there as well. There's a couple case. of Platinums. It goes on and on and on. So you need to go and check it out. So yeah, this is a huge, uh, huge list of goods for Panatic listeners. And yeah, and you can even use that uh, discount on any other products that aren't listed. So go and support Panchalet because they do such a great job of supporting this show. Go to panchalet.com and click that podcast link and you can get everything that you need. Thank you so much to Panchalet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. Heading to D.C. tomorrow, Mike. Mm. Washington, D.C. International Pin Mega Super Hype Show. I think that's the official name of it. Yeah, It's a really big name. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know... Bob, the promoter, he he likes to to keep the the name big, um, just because it's the biggest pin show in the world, you know, according to him at least. And uh, we had some issues last year, you know. We've mm-hmm. uh, discussed that. You, if you uh, go back about I don't know fifty episodes or so, I'm sure we talked uh, a lot <laughs> about last year's DC pin show experience and all the difficulties that came along with that. Um, this year. Earlier this year, I was nervous. Right now, I'm just hype. Like, I am so excited. I haven't been this excited for a pin show since, like, San Francisco about two years ago. Like, my first San Francisco or last year's San Francisco. Because that's just a really good show. And it's fun. And, you know, I like going out to that area. Um, I haven't been this excited for a show in a while. I don't know if it's because I haven't been to a show in a while. Even though it's only been, like, two months. That seems like a long time for me. I miss seeing you know, all my friends that, that get to be there. Um, I miss just the environment of a pin show. I miss working a pin show. Um, and what happened last year at the show is not even on my radar right now, which I feel is like it, that's a good place for me to be mentally, you know, maybe that's delusional in the end, but I am more excited for this show than I've been for any show in quite some time. I can't put my finger on it. I, I just think there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of people there. There's gonna be a lot of friends there, and I hope it's gonna be you know a lot of customers there for knock. And I'm just excited. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> you you'll know pretty quickly uh, how it's going <laughs> by Friday. So yeah, we'll, look out we'll see. for some Instagram lives of a red face <laughs> Brad Dowdy to appear sometime over the weekend. Um, yeah, website so bad. My God, <laughs> that's why I wasn't sure of the of the uh, the actual show name. I just call it the DC Pen Show. The but Washington it's got some DC crazy... Collectible Fountain Pen Super Show. Okay, it's the twenty seventh annual. I thought there was some international thing in there, but maybe I not. think so. there was international before, but now it's collectible. <laughs> okay, <laughs> pretty amazing. It's more national so anyway, now than international. It's going to be fun. Know. Uh, you know, I'm going to have Jeff and I both go to this show because it's traditionally super big and super busy. We do yeah, well, like you're this one is man our... down, one man down this year. Come on. Yeah. You one sad? man down sad this I'm year. not going to be there? Not really. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Good, good, good talk. <laughs> I, I just finished seeing, seeing you. I'm going to see you in a few months, so I'm, I'm not shedding any tears. You know, I'll All miss right. you though. Of course fine, I'll miss you. Fine, fine, fine. You know, the, the, the people will miss you. I won't miss you. The people will miss you. Though. Okay, I'll accept. They'll that. ask. They'll ask where you are. They'll be looking for you. The people mm-hmm. will be looking for you. Um, but yeah, I'll have Jeff, and then we're gonna be right next to Van S. Pins, who has uh, Anna and Joe from the Gentleman Stationer. So that's gonna be the party area with all of us all in one spot. So you'll have to come. You'll have to come find us when you get there. Apparently, we have a pretty good, pretty good table this year. Apparently, Bob already has the tables assigned. So we'll see. Oh, he does. I mean, you never know, right? I mean, I would really like everything to go well. So, like, <laughs> next week when we so talk too. about it, it's just going to be good stuff, right? As opposed to, like, oh, we're going to talk about it and it's going to be just Brad, Brad's mad for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just... Uh, whilst, you know, you, if that's what happens, that's what we'll talk about. But I much prefer to talk about the good things that happened rather than focusing on the bad things. 
that mm-hmm. happened, you know. So I, I do hope that everything goes well. I would assume that after the, the debacle of last year, that it would go better because I just don't understand how anyone couldn't learn from that experience. No, no matter what somebody's capabilities are, like you would learn from that experience because it really was a mess. So right, you know, uh, what are you, what are you doing in regards to stock this year? Are you bringing more? Because you know, the, the, yeah. the legend goes uh, that we completely sold out on the first day last year. Well, not the first day, but by by Sunday at like noon, we shut down well, because we we're the, out of I mean, stock. like the first full day. By the end of Saturday, we had no pen cases left. Oh yeah, pretty much. We just, we just had pretty paper much. products pretty much on on Sunday, and like the larger lookouts. things. I think yeah, we, I think had, we some had some lookouts. lookouts. We had some uh, some of the bags. What's the bag called? Mm-hmm. The lin- linear linear. That's it. Mm-hmm. And some paper products. That that was it. That was all that there was. Yeah, and then we sold out all that too. Mm-hmm. So like we just ended up shutting it down with like mm-hmm. a handful of things just to pack up. It wasn't even worth it. Um yeah, we've we've overpacked. I'm wondering what TSA is going to think about this bag <laughs> when I roll it in to the uh to the airport tomorrow. We're bringing a lot of stuff. Um we have more stuff this year because we'll have the CDA 5 cases which have been a huge hit. We'll have the pencil cases of course that we just made. And as of right now, I'm scheduled to have the first alternate color of the Tallulah case show up at my house this afternoon. So if that arrives in time, which I'm planning on it, that will be a big hit for DC. Um, I hope uh, here, let me, let me tell you a little manufacturing story because I don't want to get any Kickstarter people upset that there'll be a different color Tallulah available before they get their Kickstarter one. Yeah. So this is, this is my manufacturing story. This is my life, right? So, I've talked about how when we work with our case manufacturer that we work off a priority list. So, and that's always kind of changing. Like we'll work a month or two out of a time. Like they have purchase orders for thousands and thousands and thousands of cases of ours right now. And then we work through the models and colors we need in what priority order. So for like a month straight, like in June, Clay Tallulah's were number one um, for the Tallulah's. And then there's a second color of Tallulah that's going to be black and gray. So I said that the clay one I want first. And then, you know, he'd, he'd resend the, uh, the information, you know, that he, okay, he's got it. And here's the order. Confirm this order. I'm like, yep, that looks good. And then, you know, like a couple weeks later, we'd confirm it again. I'll be like, you know, I don't care what you do. I need the clay ones first. So then we'll confirm it again. Like three confirmations that the clay Tallulah cases are going to be made first. And then Monday or maybe Friday, I get an email saying, okay, the black Tallulahs are shipping. I lost my mind. (laughs) I sent them the biggest nasty gram ever because it's only going to get me in trouble for two reasons. Number one, they're going to show up before the clay ones. And number two, I have to sell them at DC because that's how we make money. Right? So, like, I'm not going to hold them until we get the clay ones. I sent the nastiest (laughs) email. I was so mad that I I said uh, my email was something to the order of, like, so no matter how much I said it, there was no shot at those clay ones getting made first, was there? <laughs> like I was, I was just, I was livid. And then we got on the phone after that, and I blasted him. And like this is just my, this is just my rep, right? This isn't like the guy making the manufacturing cue, right? This is my, my account manager, if you will. Mm-hmm. And but it's his responsible. He's my liaison, right? He yeah, has to he's be communicating your words, right. your message to his team and then he's communicating the message from the team back to you that's what an account manager does right so i was i was hot but there's at least some (laughs) moderately good news the clay kickstarter tallulah cases are starting to ship um next week so we're still gonna hit our we're still gonna hit our time frame for august we'd said august all along but i would have liked to had those in kickstarter backers hands before i started selling the black ones like it's not gonna be no one's getting the same case as the kickstarter backers right that case in that color is only for them yep but then we ordered uh, at the same time we ordered a black and gray one for us to have as inventory right and they just screwed up the order which 
I mean, that should be their name of their company as we screwed up the order. Like, I, <laughs> that's all <laughs> I deal with. <laughs> so oh, that's Brad. my life. I said, it's like, it's no matter, I like, no matter what I say, you're going to do whatever you want. And it's frustrating. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I made him at least, uh, I said, all right, well, you're going to pay to get these black ones here so I can take them to DC and at least, you know, make some money. So they said, okay. <laughs> Let me ask you, Sorry. just as a, as a, we turn this into a Kickstarter update, will the pins mm-hmm. be going out with these cases? Yep. they Great. The pins are ready. Um, Anna has the pins in hands. She just got the backing cards. Like, we're making the, our own backing cards mm-hmm. separately. So, those just arrived last week. So, now the pins need to batch, be attached to the backing cards. Those need to get to me, and we'll have all of it shipped out before August is up. As long as they hold hold tight to their um, August third starting to ship date for the Tallulah in clay for Kickstarter, so we're super close. We're we're like right there. And then, um, so I send out a backer update on the Kickstarter. I'll send out the address survey at the end of the after DC. Once I get back from DC, we'll send out a backer survey to get everyone an address. And then by the end of the month, we'll have them all shipped. So should be easy. Well, that's good. That's good. That's I will agree uh, with uh, J uh, J S Ockley in the or J Sockley in mm-hmm. the in the chat that you really buried the lead on that one. <laughs> You're like, oh well, you know, Kickstarter's canceled. Uh, no. but, uh, LOL, JK. <laughs> well, I just I, I like to do things a certain way, and I wanted the Kickstarter backers to have their cases first. Like that's. I mean, that's how I like to operate, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know because that's what you you didn't we didn't say it, but right, but the the the, the assumption is easy to be made, right? That like <clears throat> the first people right. that are going to get this new case that was premiered for the Kickstarter campaign would be Kickstarter backers, right? right? Like that's just kind of an assumption that we can all make together. Yeah, but it just makes me mad when I do everything I can to make that happen and still can't make it happen. Yes. I get I get frustrated. So yes. and then at the same time, like I understand the optics of me bringing a new case to DC and letting other people buy it is a little bit weird. But I also can't not bring that case to DC if I have it, right? From a business perspective. So it's a little bit weird. I didn't like how it played out. I tried my dangness. <laughs> I don't know what else I could have done. But they're not far behind. They're literally the, the first shipping date is eight three. So like in two days, they should start leaving the facility, which means I'll get them next week. So which means it won't be long till everyone has their Kickstarter case and pin set in hand. So we're still we're still good on the time frame. But uh that's my manufacturing story for this week. I appreciate it. Uh, let's take a break. Thank our final sponsor for this episode, and that is our friends at Away. They're a team of thinkers, seekers, and designers. They make smart premium suitcases, so your luggage will never cost more than your plane ticket. If you're anything like me and you carry electric devices with you as you roam around the, the world on planes and trains and automobiles, I can almost guarantee that one thing that you definitely need, that you always want, is battery. Battery is a thing that we all need all the time. We need more battery to charge our devices. Well, if you buy an away carry-on, you'll be all set because both sizes of the carry-on feature USB ports with a battery large enough to charge your phone five times from a single charge and it has a great little mechanism where you can pop the battery out. Just you push it down, it springs right out and then you can carry it around with you when you arrive at your destination. So it's not only good for when you're kind of in transit but then also when you're at the place that you want to be because typically when you go somewhere you also need more battery too because using your phone for pictures and navigation all that kind of stuff so away have got you covered when you're traveling and then when you arrive as well go to awaytravel.com slash pen addict right now and you can browse their suitcase options they feature premium german polycarbonate which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance whilst remaining lightweight they have 10 colors and five sizes to choose from they have the carry-on the bigger carry-on the medium the large and the kids carry-on as well away keep their prices down because 
because they cut out the middleman. They sell directly to you so you can get first-class luggage at coach prices. They have a patent-pending compression system, which I love because uh, one when we went out to Paris, I took my away case and I took too much stuff, but I was able to put it in and like cinch it down and it was all able to fit. Um, I love the 360-degree spinner wheels. That's what I was saying earlier, right? Like I like to be able to pull a case, not put everything on my back when I'm traveling. I like to just have it, especially with the four wheels. If you can just push it, pull it, it's really easy to use. Um, Away's carry-ons are compliant with all major US airlines and they have TSA combination locks built in. They also feature a removable washable laundry bag so you can separate your clean clothes from your worn ones. Away have a lifetime guarantee on their products. If anything breaks, they'll fix or replace it for life and they have a 100-day no-questions-asked trial um, and if you don't like it, you can just send it back within 100 days to them. So no questions-asked return policy. They're great with that. And they do free shipping on any order within the lower 48 states of the US but they ship into many places all over the world. So you can check out uh, right now at awaytravel.com slash penaddict. You can go find out more about the suitcase that charges your phone. And then when you use the code penaddict to check out, you'll get $20 off any of their suitcases. That's awaytravel.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict to get that $20 off. Thank you so much to Away for their support of this show and Relay FM. So you know I'm an Away owner now, right? Uh, yes, you are. Yes, mm-hmm. you are, aren't you? I forgot about that. Yeah, they we we took them to London. They did amazingly well. The uh, employees at the hotel <laughs> enjoyed them very much. Mm. Like they, I got dark ones. Like we got the four. I got the forest green. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, we're sitting there checking out, and you know the two ladies. Uh, one of them's checking me out, and then her partner's standing right there. Um, and you could see them just start talking to each other, like you know, while I'm sitting there signing something or whatever. And they go, oh, we're sorry. We we're just commenting on your luggage. What is it? And I'm like, oh, let me tell you. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell use you about the, the coup- suitcase that charges your phone. <laughs> use the coupon code pen addict at checkout. <laughs> so I will say, like, we are out with the ad now, and we're just chatting about it now. But I have that aluminum one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I got the uh, the aluminum carry-on. It's getting all dinged mm-hmm. up now, and I love it. That's why I bought yeah. it, because they like I have pictures on their website of it all dinged up. Like got like bumps in it and stuff because that's what aluminium suitcases do, right? Like they get, they get kind of dinged up, and uh, it looks so good like that. It really, it just what, looks excellent. One more away story. I gave Alex grief because she was carrying around the away uh, charger when we I were saw out Casey London. doing it too. I saw Casey <laughs> doing it too, I, and I was like, "Haha!" That's what gave me the idea for saying about when you arrive at a place, you can take it with you because a bunch of podcasters with their away cases were carrying around their away batteries in London. Oh, that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right, we got some ass TPA to get to. Mm-hmm. And the first one you referred to earlier, and it's for you, so I will ask it. How was it listening to several shows in a row purely as a listener? I enjoy it greatly because I like pen stuff. Yeah, it's funny to me. I listen to the pen addict and I'm like, oh, this is a good show. Like, you know, <laughs> like, again, I, I, I'm not commenting on myself because I'm not on those episodes, right? But like, I mm-hmm. listen to it and I'm like, yeah, I like this type of conversation. So it's always a lot of fun for me to listen back, I will say. I, I, I really enjoy listening to the show uh, because I find you very interesting, Brad. You're, you're, you're very good at this stuff. Mm. You're very good at talking, which is one of the reasons why uh, I keep showing up week after week for so many <laughs> years, right? Because I just enjoy yeah, doing the show that. with you. But the subject matter is good, too. So uh, I, I enjoy being a listener of this show when I'm not around. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I... Uh... I always wonder that, like, when you're outside of the thing that you do a lot, and you, then you see it, like, from a mm-hmm. different, uh, in your case, ear, different set of ears, or in my case with pin cases, different set of eyes. It's, uh, you know, it's it's cool when you're when you're really happy about that those type of things and about the content you produce. Like, it it's fun to kind of see that, you know, do its own thing without you sometimes. Yeah, permanently, it, it brings me back energized as well. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's like, oh, I enjoyed that. What can I do to make it better? You know, that's kind of how I feel when, when I come back after a, a, a little, after a break. So yeah. yeah, well, the jury's still out on that. So yeah, we'll yeah, 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 for sure. For sure, yeah. I get it. All right. So let's see if we can help out Michelle real, real quick. Her seven-year-old's best friend is moving overseas in a few weeks, so I'm putting together a letter-writing box for her. What would you include? She's already a total pen and pencil nerd, so anything new would need to be really awesome or I can skip it. So Anna replied. She she mentioned um, 
rubber stamps, stamp pads, and stickers, and washi tape, which is great. Like, the first thing I thought of was stickers and washi tape because they're just fun to add to letters. And then I thought, well, how about changing the, the correspondence page completely because I enjoy the black paper that I've gotten. And I think kids that age would really like seeing, like, the bright inks mm. that you can put on the black paper. So I'll have a couple of show notes, links in the show notes for... Some black paper I've tested out. I haven't tried the exact uh, Yasutomo pens that I linked in here, but they're these gel ink pens that are bright on the black paper. So the uh, the paper is the Etranger de Costa Rica Blanc de Noir black paper. I thought that uh, was perfectly pronounced. <laughs> it's the strange Costa Rica <laughs> paper. Um, I have actually reviewed that on the blog. It's very nice. I use the white gel pen with it and uh it's it's really good but you can get some bright colors so i thought that would be a fun letter writing thing but plus they come in loose sheets which is always good for letters so Mm -hmm. i thought that was cool so zach wants to know how do you clean the pen type b case ink linked into mine and now the pen comes out of the case a mess every time i tried rinsing it but that did not work it's too long for a q-tip and too narrow to force anything else down that's a really good question, and I forward, forwarded that on to Sayway at um, CWNT. Um, I don't know if the titanium barrel is causing it to kind of stick a little bit, and if there's some magic that they've used. I know they've cleaned a lot of pins in their time, so I will get back at you, Zach. I just found that this morning and forwarded that on to him, so we'll see what he says, and if not, I will follow up because I'd be interested to know for myself if that happened, so... Nathan wants to know, what ink do you use on your Hobonichi? I'm finding everything smudges on the Tomoe River, even after several minutes. I'm thinking I try Noodler's Bernanke, Bernanke Black. I have no ink limitations on Hobonichi or Tomoe River paper in general. It does take longer to dry, but the inks I use don't take several minutes to dry. They may take 30 seconds to dry, which is yep. an eternity. Yeah. But I'm not coming back like a day later and, you know, it's still wet. I do keep a blotting page in my techo or in my cousin, excuse me, for that. You know, it's just kind of the nature of the paper, but it is the ink. If it's minutes, you know, you do want to switch your ink. But in general, like all the Sailor and Pilot and Pelican inks I use, they don't, they're dry in a reasonable time frame for Tomoe River paper. So, you know, I but if you're having a several minutes dry time with any particular ink, I, that is probably an ink problem. And it could be something out there. I don't know what it would be. But, you know, I, I, don't, really have, uh, I don't really have any ink limitations I, I put in there. So, Yeah, I kind of um, – my usage of Tomoe Ruheba these days is in, my, uh, is in my Hobonichi, right? And I'm only ever really using one page at a time. And I just, like, leave mm-hmm. it open. It's like I write my stuff down, I just leave it open to dry. Because I don't want to restrict what I'm using to, to use ink that is like specifically good for drying because mm-hmm. I want to use all of my inks now, right? Like if I have an ink, I want to use it because I'm using all these different pens every day. Mm-hmm. So I don't, rest- I don't restrict myself. So that way, you know, I'm just using it for stuff that is like using one page at a time. I leave it to dry and then that's kind of that's kind of it. So, I mean, right. you know, I, I don't really have any specific recommendations either for stuff that I think would be really good because it's not how I use these products. And that's one of the features and why Tomoe River is so loved is that it shows off ink properties very well, right? And to limit yourself to a quick drying black, I feel like it's kind of uh, selling the paper a little bit short. So maybe you can find something, you know, try some Sailor inks or um, my Robert Oster inks don't don't seem to have a problem in there. I I can't think of an ink that is really not dried on that paper in after a long time. So mm-hmm. give it a, give a few more inks a shot. All right, Cherise, hopefully I'll see her this weekend. She's interested in trading or selling a high value pin to vendors at the DC pin show. How should I go about that? And what can I expect in negotiations? I'm looking for cash trade or a combination of both. And I would love recommendations on any reputable, reputable dealers for high-end trades sales. Thanks. I would try to sell person to person before I try to sell to a dealer at the Try to sell it in the bar or whatever. Like, I know that sounds super weird, but like, that is a thing, right? Like, that that I've seen so many times. Yep. 
Like you're going to get better value selling person to person than you're going to get from a dealer. Even the best, most reputable dealer is going to want to resell that pin. So there's only there's a cap on what they're going to be willing to pay or trade you for. You could probably do better in a one-to-one situation with a, um, you know, like even online, like in the Slack buy, sell, or sell trade room, you know, um, you could, you're going to get more bang for your buck going to another collector than another vendor. Um, you know, that's a tough question because you're like in the right place for that. You're just like, hey, I've got pens to sell. I'm going to sell them to vendors or trade and get some other stuff. Yeah, I mean, and the vendors aren't doing anything wrong by offering you probably a lower price than you think for your pen because they're trying to make money on the back end of that transaction where if you're selling to an individual, they're trying to get that pen so they can use it. They're adding a pen to their collection that they're going to keep. It's not being bought with the idea that there needs to still be a margin on this. Right. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities and I know Cherise and a lot of people know her. So I think, you know, just, you know, show me what pens you're looking to sell and then I'll spread the word around. And if anyone's like looking for those type of things, you know, we can get in touch. I think just like the selling it to, you're going to do, you're going to be better off selling it to another end user than another vendor, you know? So we'll see, but uh, talk to me when you get, when you get there. Try and have some kind of plan in mind, right? Like, do you want to receive PayPal payments or whatever? That's kind of a thing that I'd recommend. And, Sure. Just have the person send the payment in front of you when they're next to you and you're good to go, right? Like I've done that before. Yep. Just um I've, you know, made a transaction at a bar where I opened up my phone, sent PayPal to X person for X amount of money. They look in their phone, verified, give me the pin, boom, we're done. Yep. You know, it's simple so to do. I, I would definitely start with the community before vendors. Um and that's nothing against vendors. They're just looking at it from a different perspective than the rest of us. Yep. Definitely. I think yep. that, I think that's the perfect way to do it. Yep. All right. A couple more, and we'll get us out of here. Nathan wants to know, any tips for protecting the sleeve on a non-retractable sleeve drafting pencil when traveling, such as a Rotring 600? I do not know an answer to that. Mike, do you? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> you put it in an individual pin case, you know, a single pin pin case. You know, that's going to be the best thing or in some type of pocket or pouch and it still could get bent in the wrong situation. Any pencil cap that's made for wooden pencils is going to be metal on metal on a rotring and it's probably a little bit wider. It's not going to work right, I don't think. Uh, And it'll sound terrible, like it'll be very uncomfortable. So I don't know that there is a perfect answer for this maybe try one of the rubber they i think they do make rubber um protection like wooden pencil caps those would probably work better for the rotring as opposed to the tin ones that i tend to use on my wooden pencils yeah uh, i think it would probably introduce more problems than it would solve right yeah probably yeah or just not really do much for you at all yep you know what you could do you know you can get those like you can get those erasers that you can put on the end of wood case pencils. That's not a bad idea. Those triangular shaped kind yeah. of things. That might yeah, work. That might fit if it fits. Yeah. So you could put it in a cucumber. That might work. No? I don't, All right. Rich wants to know, I just received my first vintage pen, a Parker 51 from my father. Now, what do I do? I'm not a pen restorer and have no idea if it works. Also, I have no idea of its value, so not sure whether I should attempt to restore it myself. This new vintage pen owner needs help. If you're interested in restoring it, I think you should go for it. It's a Parker 51. There's gobs of information on the internet. You can search for Parker 51 repairs. You can probably find the original manuals. You know, if that's a project you want to take on yourself, there's easy to find sources out there to. Um, to figure out, you know, what you need to do. And the 51 doesn't have too many moving parts. So it's hopefully, you know, maybe easy for you to figure that out. If you don't, there's definitely people who can restore the Parker 51. I'd be happy to give you some names um, like Jeff Powers at Powers Penco. I use him. A lot of people use him. He's really good at repairing vintage pens, you know, 
Martin Ferguson and Martin's pens, you know, there's lots of people that can help you out with that. Um, but if you're want to do it yourself, this is one pen where I think you could probably do it. And, you know, just with a little, uh, little bit of research online and it might make you happy since it was like in the family and it was your father's pen and, you know, you can say you restored it yourself. That might be kind of a cool thing to, to sort out. So last one from the pastoral urbanite, Mike, are you still using your Kaveco Apple pencil sleeve? And both if so, how them. are you carrying it? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still using both, both of them. Both of them. <laughs> how are you carrying it? Same way that I always carry the Apple pencil with a Leuch term pen loop uh, just affixed to the back of the iPad, and then it just slides right in there, and it's held on quite nicely. It is not the... Uh, so the question specifically states from Pastor, I can't find an elegant solution. I think my solution is pretty elegant because it's there's not a lot to it. Like, I've seen so many Apple Pencil holders which are attached to cases or these huge elastic things that you put around the smart cover or whatever. I find the Leuchtturm Pen Loop to be the perfect way to store an Apple Pencil. Never falls out. Um, the only time it ever comes off is sometimes if it gets kind of caught on something in my bag. But then the pencil just stays in the bag. It doesn't fall on the floor, right? So... If it's not attached to the iPad, oh, it's in my backpack. But that's very rare that that happens. Uh, and these things are so cheap, they're like £2.50, right? And you can get mm. them from all, loads of different vendors. Um, that I just buy a few of them. They have a bunch of colors. I buy a bunch of them every time I need one. And then I've always got a stock of them in my pen drawer, and I replace them maybe every year. So that is, I honestly, that that is the only way I have ever stored an Apple Pencil onto an iPad Purely because I've never found anything better. I still need to get one of those one of these days. I, I, I still don't know if it's available in America. Yeah, I haven't looked. I'm sure. We'll we'll see it when they do. Yeah, because they they're still up. super expensive to ship uh, from Europe. So, because you're, you're, you're getting not a great deal on the conversion, right? Because you're going to convert right. it from euros to, to dollars and then you've got to pay for shipping. So it doesn't work as well as it does for us where we get money back from the exchange, right? So yep. it's, it's it's expensive. But for the money I paid, well worth it. So worth it that I bought one for my other one too. So I really, really love it. It's a great product. Cool. All right, that well, wraps good. up this episode then. It's great good to, to be have back. You back. Oh, it's a pla- always happy to be back. Uh, you can find our show notes today at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 319. Thanks to our sponsors, Pen Chalet, Away, and Blue Apron. You can find Brad. He is over uh, at penaddict.com, but go to twitch.tv slash penaddict, and yes. you can find what Brad's doing there. He's a busy, busy boy these days. Um, he's also penaddict on Instagram, dowdyism on Twitter. I am I Mike I M Y K E and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad, and good luck at DC. Goodbye, Brad, and good luck at DC. I'm not going. Good. <laughs>